Hi there, it's Memory um, from Friends Abroad Relationship School. And today I wanted to do an intentional healing session. Uh, and my topic I wanted to share today is about communication. So we struggle with communication most of the time. And um, for me personally, I want to share with you my challenges around communication. And I also am aware that most of the time, the way we communicate um, in in groups or in um, you know at work it's mostly the way that we communicate in life in general uh, but some people of course they've got different selves but for me I'm, I'm quite straightforward in how I communicate so here's the thing when I'm on online my communication I really have to gauge what's going to drain my energy and also what's going to preserve my energy. I do a lot of stuff, a lot of writing, and I have to look into that. And I like engaging with people, and it's important that we engage with people. Uh, however, engagement and communication are two-way. It's important that if you want to communicate, and even in your relationship, you express yourself, and then you get a response, if there's a response, and then you acknowledge that response. And we can also do that in groups and in any, any situation. What happens is this, in these groups, we learn to engage, we learn to communicate. And the challenge on the internet is that it's very difficult to gauge what's happening with somebody and it's very difficult to pursue a line of communication that seems dysfunctional because you can end up expending energy on things that are really um, irrelevant and unnecessary. So that is very important. So what I encourage people to do in these groups is to learn to communicate. It doesn't matter that you have a difference of, of, of opinion. And sometimes people think that is a problem, but it isn't. Number one, it is how that different opinion is expressed. And number two, it is whether you are engaging and also trying to sort of gauge where the communication and interaction is going. That Those are the important things. And the third thing is, there's so many people in the groups. I also would like to ask that people don't expect me to be the only person to, you know, to respond to everyone and, and to parent everybody. I, I also have, you know, my life to focus on. And I also, you know, I need also parenting myself. So that, that's very important that we, we support each other and, uh, and help each other out uh, like that. I'm not saying people need to, but it would be nice if that were to happen and not to have expectations on one person. But if you are in a relationship, Make sure that your communication is clear and concise. You listen and you find a way to express yourself that is healthy. And as I said to somebody the other day, it's okay to say, I do not agree with this. And then we take it from there. I have places and, 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 and um, communities where I have debates with people, you know, and, and, and it works really well because there is a way of approaching that's communication. And in relationship also, you need to be mindful of how you approach your partner. Uh, because that's the thing, we damage our relationships through the way that we approach communication with people. And consequently, what we then do is we blame people 
for probably detaching or probably not holding space but we each have our traumas and if someone comes dysfunctional uh, you know in a dysfunctional way uh, to communicate with you you might really step back and more so um, if someone is living with you and they express themselves in a dysfunctional way it can be a challenge sometimes you need to take space to really process that and online it's very difficult to really engage with people when it's dysfunctional and it's even more distressing when someone doesn't then respond you know it's just like they are shooting darts and then you respond and then they don't come back to say anything and for me i it disengage so if you find yourself in a situation where i don't respond it's not that i don't have anything to say or i have a problem with your difference of opinion what i have a challenge with is someone who says something and then they don't come back to validate um to have the continue the discussion and, and they keep coming back like that. Once is fine, twice is fine, three times, okay. But if it gets to four times, five times, and you have a habit of dysfunctional communication or you can't really engage with people, I, I, I don't think that it's fair to communicate like that. So let, let's learn to communicate. In these uh, communities, we need to learn to hone our skills. We need to learn to manage uh, conflict, we need to learn to express ourselves and we need to learn to validate each other. And and where someone is saying something, you know, someone else can go and chip in. I don't have to be the only person to validate everybody in the group. You know, I, I do a lot. And I think that's, um, I, I really commend myself for doing that. And I'm not asking anyone to praise me, but I'm doing a great job. So that's very important. But I also um, really commend that you be um, careful in your relationships because if you are dysfunctional in the way that you communicate in your relationships, you are going to struggle. So find a way to communicate and learn to communicate. And even here, this is the place to say, to, to learn to say, oh, I've got a question. Does this really apply to one, two, three? You know, I was wondering, I don't think I believe this, but what do you think? And things like that. Find ways of expressing your dissent and, and we can have conversation. And when someone responds, come back and also respond back and, and then we can have a conversation. I think that can be helpful. So that's very important, not only for this community, but for wherever you go and wherever you are in your relationships. Communication is important and communication is the key factor that can ruin or damage our relationships. And sometimes when I'm communicating with people, I can see even where their relationships problems come from because the way that we communicate is very, very important in our romantic lives. So that is one thing I wanted to share today. And um, the next thing that I also want to add to that is when you communicate, whatever you want to communicate, it's important that you parent yourself. Look into how you are feeling and um, what is it that's triggering you about your situation. It doesn't mean to say that you've got to agree with everything, but what is it that you have a problem with? And then parent yourself and then express that and say, I feel one, two, three, or my, my perspective is this and that is okay. Because then even when you are in groups or with a friend or with a partner, you are coming from a place of... Uh, where you are regulated, uh, a place where you are parented and you are not bleeding on anybody. And that way it's easy for someone to, um, to parent. Um, 
to engage with you, to communicate with you in a healthy way. So that is really important. Um, I don't know if you wanted to be added, Nagla. Um, I'm trying to add you. I saw an invite there. So it's important that we learn to communicate. We learn to parent ourselves before communication. We learn to regulate ourselves before we express ourselves. That is really, really key because we need that. We need that in our communities because the problem is when we bleed on each other, we not only um, push away our partners, we also push away the people around us. So it's, it's important that we recognize that we can damage our relationships on our own. Nobody damages our relationships for us most of the time. It's just about looking into the little things that we do. And sometimes these things are very subconscious because they are rooted in our traumas, in our beliefs, in our childhood. We don't know sometimes what we are doing to ruin our relationships, which is why we need to heal and learn to be more conscious and to approach our relationships mindfully to know where we are who am i what do i do what are my coping strategies what are my conflict resolution strategies how do i communicate and why do i do what i do where did i learn this way of communication where did i learn that this is the way that i resolve conflict where did i learn these strategies to do things that the way that i do what might be helpful what might i do differently and how might i do that differently those are the important questions we need to ask ourselves and then what we need to do after that we need to approach any interaction in a conscious way you know i'm going into this interaction when you are driving you don't just get up and go you notice where you are going you look in the mirrors you look ahead you check traffic left and right and and back so it's important that we do that in any area of our lives to actually step into any interaction with consciousness with awareness of what we are doing we are not going to be perfect no but we need to be aware. That is the key word. We need to be aware of what we are doing. And even when we have done it already, people do have accidents on the road. When you've done it already, you can explore what happened there. Was I sleeping? Or maybe did I not check my mirror? Ah, okay, I'm alive at least. Uh, what can I do differently next time? You know, and, and manage that trauma, shake it off, and, and also learn to be careful on the roads in future. So that's what we need to do in our daily lives, in our communications, to actually go into interactions, into conversations, into groups, into relationships with consciousness before taking action. Many people have the habit of then looking back and saying, oh, I did this, but maybe we need to start to look into what do I need to do before saying I did this. Very important. So that most of our interactions are conscious. And then we can have these other accidents because we are human, we are flawed, we can't expect to be perfect and that's fine. But let's minimize uh, this habit of having more accidents and less consciousness. Because our life is just one war accident, you know, unhappiness and complaints and we don't get a catch a break. Why? Because we're simply not conscious. We're still not, you know, sitting with our emotions. We don't give ourselves 30 days out of the whole life that we have to say, I need to learn to detach for 30 days and just to observe and not do anything. 
like in a toxic relationship where you are constantly shouting at each other or you are telling this person what to do all the time just to say you know what i'm going to take a step back and focus on myself and just let them do what they are doing whilst i reset this dynamic and look into what i can do in my best interest investing in myself investing in my self care investing in my friends and investing in my family and making new friends and creating new hobbies and you know focus on myself and other people and not too much on this relationship and just see what happens learn to do self care in the morning learn to be mindful learn to do a bedtime reflection and then see what happens to your relationship after 30 days sometimes we hold on because we are scared that if i don't do something about it they are going to leave but actually if your partner is there they are not going to leave they actually also like someone who has boundaries and all you need is to give yourself those 30 days and initially they might resist because when you change something in a relationship someone might feel like they will also feel like i'm going to lose her so i need to find a way to bring her back to bring him back and they might want you to remain as dysfunctional as you normally are you see a post tomorrow i think or the day after that i've written around this they want you to remain as dysfunctional as they know you as so they try to press your buttons because they know the buttons to press they press your buttons so that you come back to your you know the normal usual chaotic self that they are used to then you start shouting and then they say yeah she's back she's back she's not going anywhere but if you decide that you know what i made a promise to myself i'm going to stick to my values and you get out when they start talking then when they, you come back oh start talking and you can say you know what um if this is going to go on i'm going to take some space again or i'm going to go and sleep at my friends tonight because i don't feel this is healthy and if you create that boundary and if they shout and you go to sleep to your friend they are going to change because you are giving them an incentive to change and if they don't change you don't have to force them to stay that is a sign that they are not the right person for you so that's what we need to do to create boundaries around communication and we can start in these groups and we can start in our immediate circles we can start with our friends we need to learn to communicate and not just say i will say friend so i'll say whatever i want to say but that is your practice ground or it's a child i'll say however it however i want to say it but that is your practice ground you want to make other people around you feel safe including your partner and you can practice with your partner and with other people around you that's really really important and you can practice in these groups to actually comment on something see something and you don't really feel that you you agree with it and you ask yourself why and you can actually write oh i felt like 1 2 3 and i i i i, I didn't feel that uh, you know i agree with this what do you think in a healthy way and then we learn to communicate in a healthy way that is really helpful because we are all human i might sit here and do a video but that doesn't doesn't make me super human that doesn't make me emotionless i also have triggers i get annoyed and i you know i get agitated i get distressed and i can also you know it, take my space and say i'm not getting involved in this drama or this kind of thing and more so in um, online it's very difficult because if you start arguing with people online surely you don't need that nobody needs that kind of drama in their life so that is really important but more so i encourage you to change how you show up in your lives very very important 
with your partners or practice with your children. So that's this part. And then the next thing we want to do is to explore what self-care you have done today um, and uh, how you have managed to love yourself and to parent yourself. So that's our bedtime reflection. Look into things that you have done uh, for yourself today uh, to uh, support your healing and maybe look into what you did today that you might need to change uh, tomorrow and maybe look into three people who inspired you and in what way they inspired you and how that felt like. Very, very helpful. And uh, the next thing you, know, you want to do is also to look into how you have loved yourself with five love languages, touch, words of affirmations, um, quality time, uh, gifts, and um, acts of service that's important the next thing that you do before you go to bed hug yourself and count backwards from 100 to zero that's really important the next thing we are going to do tonight is to do a sift sem i did a sift sem on sunday which was my own around um, my plan to to change the schedule for these um, intentional healing sessions and i decided that i'm going to do two sessions per week i still haven't decided which days i'm going to do them on and it could be that i'm just going to do them on random days when i'm not feeling too tired because i don't want to commit to something then um then let myself down and i don't say i let you down i let myself down and i put a lot of importance in that because if i make a promise that promises to me foremost even if it also includes other people, but it's more about me. And that's how I look at my life and that's how I live my life. So it's probably going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, first one. And then the second one might be any time from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I will work it out as I go because sometimes I'm working, which can be really difficult for me. So the evaluation of that, um, you are welcome, Nagla. Um, the evaluation of my systems is that, like I'm saying, I'm going to do the systems this month. And then after this month, I'm going to evaluate whether I'm going to continue in July uh, to one system a week. Because I started in April with um, seven, uh, seven, seven days a week for a month. And then in May, I did three days a week. And now I'm going to do two days a week. And in July, I might do one day a week. So that is my evaluation of that system. And that is very important when you do a system, try to evaluate it, to look into what you are doing about the goals that you have set. That is really important. So today I'm going to do an example system. I'm not going to do my own. I did say that most of the system I'm going to be doing are actually examples. So for example, uh, there is a post, I think, I don't know if I posted this on the group or is it coming tomorrow? Um, it's about when a partner, uh, what was it about this post? Uh, God, I think I'm, 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 it's, it's, it's gone over my head now. But anyway, I'll think of something else. So let's say you have a situation where a partner has asked for a break. Okay, so they have asked for a break. I saw that somewhere, I think. Um, a partner has asked for a break for a few, a, a week. So what you need to do is to articulate the trigger. I invite you to look into something that you need to work on tonight. What is your trigger? The trigger looks like this. 
this happened and I feel like this. So a partner has asked for a one week break or a partner has asked for a break from the relationship and the person is feeling scared and fearful or they are feeling uh, abandoned because they are thinking that maybe that's it. So look into your own. So the next thing we need to do when we do a system is to look into the trigger score. Let's say um, I have this trigger. So the score might probably be around nine to 10 out of 10. So zero being calm and 10 being very distressed. So for yourself, I invite you to also look into a trigger and articulate your trigger statement and then score yourself from zero calm to 10 very distressed. So we said nine out of 10. And then we need to do some deep, uh, to take some deep breaths. That's the next thing we do when we do a system. So I invite you to breathe with me. Let's take a deep breath in and out. In, out. In, out. So, um, when you've done this, the next thing is we need to look into pre-triggers. Pre-triggers are conditions that can exacerbate the impact of your trigger. So I suppose when someone says we need a break, there's a problem with the relationship most of the time. So, but we tend not to hear this when people write their posts. So maybe the relationship is toxic and this person has not healed their traumas and maybe they've got a history of, um, of, of unhealthy relationships and maybe they've got other stressors in their lives. So look into your own also, whether you've got other stressors and any traumas that are unhealed and maybe work challenges, maybe children, young children, and any other recent stressors. Another thing that we look into when we do a system is your self-care routine. If you don't have a self-care routine, your emotional baseline might be off. And the emotional um, baseline uh, is actually improved by getting up to yourself in the morning, focusing on yourself, meditation, gratitude, affirmations, cathartic shake, setting an intention, deep breathing, and then getting affirmations and getting into the day with um, mindfulness and doing a system once a day where you feel your feelings, bedtime reflection, praising yourself, hugging yourself, counting backwards at night, and then, um, you know, saying good night to yourself, just like you do with a child that you love. You look after them throughout the day from morning until the end of the day. And uh, the next thing is we need to look into our the bodily manifestation of the trigger. So I invite you once again to just sit back and relax and scan your body for sensations. Um, maybe tell us or think of something happening in your feet. My feet are cold. Uh, my knees are aching a little bit. I've been running. Uh, my tummy, I don't have anything in my tummy. Uh, just my tension in my neck and my my shoulders so th those are my my sensations i don't know about you what your sensations are and when you find out you've got tenseness or any sensations in the body breathe into them and also massage yourself if a child comes to you and say mommy mommy this is hurting you massage the child you check you inspect and you calm them down and you soothe them that's what you need to do for yourself mental images what images do you see maybe in this situation this person will see images of their partner seeing other people when they take a break feelings scared because they are thinking that they're going to be left fear 
um, they are feeling anxious, they are feeling um, maybe and they, they anticipate the, the negative outcome and, and all other kinds of feelings. So look into the feelings that you might have around your own situation that you are seasoning right now, objectively evaluation and thoughts. As I said, um, thoughts can be about, oh, they are going to leave me, they are going to see other people, what do I do now, how can I make them stay, they can't leave me. You know, you get into this panic and catastrophize. So explore your own thoughts about your own situation. The next thing to look into is why. Why is this person feeling scared or afraid because their partner has said they want a break? Obviously, because they are thinking that they are in a relationship and they're supposed to be together and so they are scared that they are going to be abandoned. It's as simple as that. So look into your own why. Why are you feeling the way that you are feeling about the situation that you are in right now? The next thing is to parent. So I invite you, when you have found your root cause, your why, I invite you to think of yourself as a young child in this situation. How would you parent such a child? So we normally hug children. So I invite you to hug yourself and just visualize yourself in a favorite spot that you love, that you enjoy being in. Invite your inner child, the child in you, the young child you were once upon a time at any age of your choosing and greet them with your name. Hello, memory, it's so good to see you. I love you so much and I will do my best to help you to heal. I am so grateful to have you in my life. And right now, I am enjoying this opportunity to spend time with you. And I want you to know that we are here together and forever. And I want you to know that whoever comes into our life is a bonus and it helps when they leave or they want to leave. But we'll work through this one day at a time and one day all will be well. Right now, let us give them space. Let us let them go so that they can find their way home. And we can also make our way home. We are in this together. And I want you to understand that I love you so much. And I belong to you and you belong to me. And we are doing such a great job. And I accept you as you are. So let's do our best here. And let's work together. And I want you to know that I don't want you to feel like you're abandoned because I've caught you. I've caught you and we've got other people around us who love us so much and who care for us. So we are going to talk to them and we are going to be loved by them. I will see you soon. I want you to, to take care and not to distress so much. I love you, I care for you, I'm with you, we got this. And if your inner child is crying or you're distressed, wipe their tears wipe their tears so that they feel acknowledged. That's really important because this is what you would do for a child you love. It's very important that you put those feelings into the situation and make them feel heard because that is really, really important for you to feel heard by you. 
foremost. And the next thing that we want to do after this is to reframe. So the first reframe we do is thought replacement. What other perspective is out there about these thoughts that we're thinking that is going to leave? Maybe he needs a break because he's not happy and that's okay. Maybe this is time for me to work on myself and focus on myself. Maybe he will come back if he feels that uh, there is something to come back for. And if he doesn't come back, I know it's going to hurt, but it's okay. There are other people out there at some point, but I need to work on myself right now and look into what really is going on. So these are all replacement thoughts that you can consider because there's other perspective out there and they can also work as solutions. Put yourself in this person's shoes, look at yourself, how would you feel? Maybe they would say, as I'm saying, I really need my space and I hope you understand that this is what I need right now and respect my my decision. And that's what we need to do, to respect other people's decisions. And so the next thing you can do, I hope you are also creating solutions for your situation. The next thing that you can do around the situation is to start self-care. Very, very important that you improve your emotional baseline and you learn to create boundaries and you learn to do a system. The reason why I encourage you to do a system every day is for this reason that we are at now creating solutions. You need to learn to create solutions and just make decisions that are in your best interest. Make that a habit so that you don't have to rely on other people to help you to make decisions, number one. Number two, you do not have to always be questioning what you are doing because when you learn to make decisions and they are working you learn to trust yourself and therefore you believe in yourself and therefore you value your own opinion and therefore you go on to make decisions every day in your life without being too reliant on other people that is very very important that's how you learn that self-leadership so other solutions include what I've said about detaching, about letting them go, about if asking them, you can ask them, how long are you are you going to be away for? Okay, a week, all right, that's fine. I'll wait to hear from you. If I don't hear from you, that's okay. Um, you know, I'll probably assume that you have changed your mind, but all the best. I wouldn't we have wanted us to do things this way, but you know, this is what you want. And I'm hoping that maybe you can explain to me why. Because it's also nice to ask that question. Why are they doing that? And maybe they will tell you why they are doing it. And if they tell you why they are doing it, you can then um, look into how you can manage that. Because there's a problem in your relationship. People just, just don't ask for a break. They ask for a break because you are having problems. But some people cannot tell you outright, you know, I don't want this anymore. Sometimes they are not sure whether they really want to go. And sometimes they are, but they don't know how to express themselves. So be aware of that. And um, what you might do is to find support so that you get accountability, not to reach out to them. Because it's easy to be anxious around the situation and try to get them back. But if someone says, I need space, that's a boundary. It needs to be respected and you need to allow them to go. What you need to do is to parent yourself so that you're not clinging on to them. And also that might actually make them think twice. And when they come back, start from scratch. This is what I recommend. Don't welcome them into a relationship as if all was well. When they leave, go no contact. You don't want to stay in the middle of that map. 
because you don't know what where they are and what they are thinking and you don't want to be somebody who's just uh, winding up someone's time to be uh, what do what do you call it that word where you, they string you along because maybe they don't have anything else or someone else or they are bored and then they just talk to you you know when they can cut it out cut contact and let them go for that period and then if they reach out after one week then you can say well in this period i feel like you know we haven't been together and for me it felt like a breakup shall we start all over again and start dating from scratch and change how you do things and this is where we have challenges most of the time because when there's been a problem in our relationship we get back together as if all was well but this is a new relationship things have changed start from scratch let them know that you are not going back to what broke you you are going back to something new and change into something new and someone you know doing something things differently very very important and long term uh long term will look like when they come back that's when you start looking into what to do because in a relationship in a situation like this where they said i need a break your short term is until they come back and that's the long term starts when they come back that's when you start the um new relationship and expressing boundaries and don't go back to those little behaviors that you know were damaging the relationship have boundaries in the space when someone breaks up with you in the space when your partner goes out take that opportunity to learn boundaries find resources and learn to do things differently whether it's a day a weekend when your partner is away a week when someone breaks up with you or a month don't chase them focus on yourself and pursue your own healing pursue consciousness and awareness resources to learn to know yourself better to get to know yourself better and to act in your best interest to know why you do things and what you can do differently even to invest in resources in a coach for that period when they come back you'll be ready and when you are ready when they come back you will start a new relationship and you find that your relationship will be better and you can start to introduce rituals and routines like conflict resolution hour love languages um appreciation and also date nights and things like that very very important in your relationship even if there's no problem right now these things are important in your relationship and space learn to take space away from your partner you will find that really helpful for your relationship because it gives you both an opportunity to invest in your interest and also to miss each other because you want to be together for life so there's no need really to be together all the time there's a time when you get to old age and you won't be able to go away separately right now when you're a little bit younger is the time to separate sometimes and spend time apart it's very important that you introduce that in your relationships and sometimes as i said earlier they might resist it but if you stand firm and say you know what i know that it might be challenging but i think it's important for us that sometimes i'm going home or you can just say i'm going to my family and go to your family and spend a weekend with your family and meet up with your friends and all that because they can't stop you and then they'll get used to that and then sometimes you can go away with your friends and that is really important and when they also want to go out let them go out you know it won't affect anything for them to go out for a weekend and when they come back you and you haven't been chasing them or being clingy they will miss you and they will want to be with you that's human nature <laughs>
So I hope that's very helpful for you. And um, when you have finished the um, the sift system, you've created solutions. We do a cathartic shake. Okay, I always say this is the best part for me. And I love doing this. And when you've done a cathartic shake, you see what has happened here is we have released that energy, that tension. Because you see what happens is um, animals, if you want to Google that, you'll find something about animals and trauma. Animals shake off their trauma. That's why that's why I found this, um, this resource about shaking off. Or you do a tremble, yeah. And you find that when you do this, even just this, you find even when you are stressed, you release tension and you feel endorphins. You can see that I'm happier now when I was really stern initially when I started this video because I did this because it releases endorphins. It's very, very good for you. So that's how you do a sift sem solutions, soothing and hugs and all that. And uh, then what you do when you've done this, it's not just an exercise that's done. You want to implement now these solutions. So this person now needs to implement these solutions, go no contact. Maybe they haven't spoken to them. They can say they can have this discussion and say, I wanted to find out. You said you were leaving. How long for? Do you have an idea? If they say no, that's fine. And then say, okay. What I also prefer is that we don't um, stay in contact for now since we are taking a break. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to block you or I'm going to take you off my phone for now. And I hope you do the same. It's okay to tell people that or just say, I'm going to go no contact for now and let them go. Even if they want to persuade you, don't. It's your call and then you let them go and then you start implementing all these solutions where you focus on yourself and start your healing find accountability find someone who you can communicate with because it can be really difficult breakups are hard they are really really tough that i know so you need other people to stay in contact with so that you don't reach out to them and then you, and so forth and so forth you implement those solutions and Oh, trauma, attention, release exercises. Thank you so much, Nagla. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Um, so that's what we need to do to implement those solutions and evaluate yourself every day. What have I done? And then you write in your journal, I have done this today. I have done this today. I've done this today. You honor yourself. And then that's also the reason why I created a challenge in the group. You can actually utilize that challenge to share your progress. That is really, really important. And then when you finish system, sometimes with the score, we, we had a score of nine to 10 out of 10, and maybe it's gone down to about five or, 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 or four, or it's still around six. Why? Because it's a very difficult situation. But if you have solutions, if you feel heard, you've hugged yourself, and you also make a plan to reach out to somebody, you will feel much better. And what that will do is that it will take you out of that distressed condition and you can now begin to manage, but you can also do a meditation after, or you can do a counting backwards. You can do five, four, three, two, one. You can go for a walk. You can do something that can just bring you back to the present or you can, after you have done your journal. So that's really important, I hope. That was helpful and i hope you continue to work on the quality of your life before relationships and to parent yourself and to learn this little tool called system and feel your emotions every day i am going to talk about this uh, one of these days maybe tomorrow or you know or a weekend 
about emotions because there's this thing where we are selective about which emotions we attend to and we are not conscious of that but that is a story for another day uh, thank you so much for watching nagla um bonnie auntie sharon and uh, anyone else and quality life before relationships see you soon and thank you nagla for your contribution bye-bye